You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today I'm talking about becoming a confident coach. Despite extensive training, a lot of professionals, coaches and others talk about having imposter syndrome and this fear of not being good enough. But what do you actually do about that? And how do you flip it on its head and tackle imposter syndrome so that you can become a confident coach? That's what I want to talk about today and the importance of feeling confident and competent. I want to ask you a question to get started with. Why is it that you need to feel like you're good enough? Why does that matter in your business? It's a really important question. So let's unpack it. Imposter syndrome is rife, as we've just discussed, and I know because I've been through it and I've spoken to a lot of people who struggle with it. And I want to talk to you about that, why you need to be good enough and stop imposter syndrome in yourself. And the key reason that you need to feel good enough, that you need to feel that you are enough, that you're worthy and competent, is that it allows you to switch your focus off your own shortcomings and onto your clients. Sorry if that feels a little harsh, but it's the truth. Because let's face it, if you're worried about your own performance, then you're not giving all of your attention to the people that you're purporting to help and support. And I think this is so critical. It's the realisation I had when I started coaching. It really smacked me in the face, but it was in a good way. I realised that I was so busy worrying about what to do, whether my questions were good enough, whether the clients were getting something out of the session, whether they were engaged, whether they were getting results and all of that. And it was taking up a lot of real estate in my head. I was feeling anxious sometimes or nervous about going into each session. And then one day I reflected on how my feelings and energy might be seen by the people I was coaching. What would they say? If I was showing up nervous, not quite confident, a little bit distracted trying to think of those questions or insights, And by worrying about my performance, I realized I was creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. I was creating tension where there wasn't really any. Instead of letting go of that and focusing on the session, I was focused on myself. And it sounded like a good idea. It sounded like I should care about how I was performing because that would impact my clients. But the reality is I needed to let that go. That behavior was about me spending too much time thinking about me and my shortcomings rather than being present with my client. So that really flicked the switch for me and allowed me to totally change the way that I showed up, coached, and the impact of my coaching. It was amazing. And one thing that really changed for me is I stopped wanting to teach people things or help people find the right solution. I know when you start coaching, it's easy to be sucked into that wanting to suggest and wanting to help. But part of that is because you want to be offering value as a coach. You want to be helping people get the results they want. And you think that by suggesting your way or your ideas is going to save them time. The thing is, though, that those aren't that person's ideas and it's their own ideas that are going to stick. So as soon as you realize that the client truly is the expert and you don't need to be perfect, you just need to hold the space for them to create their own future, 
it totally changes the game. I want to talk about a few benefits and outcomes of dealing with your imposter syndrome, of getting over it, of letting it go. And it basically boils down to the fact that you'll be able to give the best to your clients. When you invest in overcoming your imposter syndrome, you become so much more confident as a person and as a coach. You start to feel good about what you do and your ability to give value. And that means that you invest more time thinking about the people that you're helping rather than your own shortcomings. And it means that you're flipping the switch from a focus on you to a focus on your clients. Imagine how that changes their experience of working with you. Imagine how that changes their relationship with you in a coaching sense. And imagine how that therefore impacts their results that they get from the coaching relationship. Secondly, if you're dealing with imposter syndrome and you start believing that you can do this thing, that you're doing this coaching, you can help people get results, that you're good enough, then you'll be committed and willing to invest in your own personal and professional development because you'll be knowing that it's worth it for your clients and that you are worth it. And the ripple effect is that, that your more advanced skills will make you a better coach and give your clients better outcomes. So it's really important when you're starting any new career to know that you're not going to get it right the first time or be perfect. In fact, ever. It's not going to happen. So you need to manage your own expectations and know that you'll get things wrong when things will mess up along the way, and that's okay. What's more important is your commitment to investing in your own self-belief, your own personal development, and your own professional development so that you can deal with those mistakes more easily and with grace and candor. So how do you get there? How do you beat imposter syndrome and be the best coach you can be so that you can help people create their desired outcomes and so that you can impact more people? The two areas I mentioned are personal development and professional development. And if you're going all in with coaching, if you really want to be a good coach, you need to do both of these things. So starting with personal development, it's essential that you work with your own coach. You might think you're all over things, but we all have blind spots. I know because I've had mine revealed to me. And that allowed me to grow so much more than if I hadn't been coached. So if you get coached, you get to improve your own thought habits, your thinking habits about yourself, your competence, your ability, your well-being, your sense of purpose, and your ability to be a role model for your clients. Being a strong role model promotes your own self-confidence. Getting coached is essential. Secondly, a reflective practice is a must for all graduate coaches. After each coaching session, reflect on what went well, how you used your strengths, the verbal and non-verbal feedback that you got from clients and any areas for work. Write it down and then set up specific goals to polish up any area. One thing I like to do is to focus on a particular coaching skill that I'll use with all clients within a given month so I can build and hone my craft. For example, I might decide that I'm going to use my strength of listening and I will focus on being an exceptionally good active listener for that month. Or perhaps I'll focus on asking powerful questions or perhaps on 
helping people uncover the meaning behind the changes they want to make. So I'll pick one area and focus on that and practice. And that's a really good way to maintain and build and polish your coaching skills. Another thing you can do in terms of personal development is ask for feedback and testimonials from your clients. They're two different things. Feedback is how did the session go and, and what, what were some great outcomes and is there anything I could do better? Testimonials are, are a review of what people got out of your services. So the feedback is really valuable because it tells you what they liked and didn't like and how it impacted them. And you need to make sure that you've asked how things have changed for them, not just an assessment of you and your skills. Remember, it's all about them. The testimonials talk honestly and authentically to the changes that they've experienced or the outcomes that they've gained as a result of the coaching program. And this is really essential for your marketing, but also to know what it is that they found most valuable. All of these things help you to feel more valued more worthy and more confident and they help you to market more effectively. The other thing you can do for personal development is to start hanging around more experienced coaches. Do some networking and have conversations with them. Unpack your challenges, get their help and ideas, get people to mentor you so that you can more easily develop the habits and the language of a masterful coach. So rather than trying to do it all on your own, join something like Hakanza, your industry association, attend the events, catch up with members for coffee and meet people, share ideas and network. The more you do this with other coaches, the easier it will become for you to develop the sense of mastery and the skills required too for mastery. Now let's talk about professional development. Some people, after they've finished their coaching certification, decide they want to focus on a niche area. And I talk a lot about niching. But in that case, you might want to do a deep dive training course into a specialty area and practice those with your clients to become a better coach. For example, you might like to do some study into psychosocial risks or metabolic syndrome or grey area drinking. And there are specialty, specialty courses around that you can do. But I do want to put a caveat on that. A lot of people see education as a tick box thing. Yes, they got a lot, get a lot out of it. They're really interested, but they keep doing more and more and more courses in order to be good enough without actually applying the learnings. And I think imposter syndrome comes from this too. I know some incredibly smart and capable people who have many qualifications but who are full of self-doubt because they haven't actually used their knowledge and practiced with clients to see the results that can be gained. They know the theory, but they haven't done the application. And the more time you spend on the theory, the further and further you get from the application, as in you don't get the practical skills. And suddenly it's a long time since you've coached anyone. You have all this great knowledge, but you're terrified as to whether you can actually use it for something impactful. So if you complete a lot of courses but never apply it, then you can potentially become a really good teacher but maybe not as good as a coach as you could have been. So I recommend that you invest in practicing new skills with clients. So if you do that training course, 
find a cohort of people and say, hey, I'd like to do a session with you so I can practice some coaching skills that I've just learned. Would that be okay? Ask their permission to try the new method if you know them well or find practice clients who are willing to be a guinea pig for you to test your new skills and education. I do this. I've recently completed a couple of courses and I've gone out to find people to practice with. I've been coaching for 12 years and I still do this because it helps me to find my feet with those skills and learn how to implement them in a low-pressure situation. I think the final point for professional development is always, always do market research. Keep asking your clients what they need and want. Keep learning about other people and their lives and how you can help them. And that's where you will overcome your self-limiting beliefs. Shift the value to what your clients want and find ways to give it to them. So pretty passionate about this one. <laughs> I've seen so many people with imposter syndrome. I've been there myself at one time in my career and I know how awful it feels. So today I wanted to really talk to you about why you need to beat imposter syndrome and start stepping up to be a more masterful coach. And the nutshell is if you're focusing on yourself and your own inadequacies, you might create a self-fulfilling prophecy, but you also can't focus properly or be present for your clients. You can flip the switch by investing time, energy and money as needed into personal development and professional development. And when you do this, you'll feel more confident and be truly able to serve your clients in a more authentic and impactful way because your work will truly be all about them. I hope this has been useful. And I hope you really start thinking about your imposter syndrome so you can get rid of it for good. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye for now.